0: Hi, everyone. This is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles, the second episode. Today, I'm talking with Sam, also known as 401 Cards on Blowout and 401 Sports Cards on Instagram. Did I get those right? How's it going? Yeah. Yep. You did. Um, I'm good, Josh. Let's just jump right into it. So, why don't you start by telling us about yourself um, and then also your background in collecting, how you got into it, and
1: all that? Cool. So, I'm 18. I just graduated high school, going to college in the fall. I've been collecting for about six years now. So what actually got me into it was, I only collect basketball and football, but what got me into collecting was actually the big Steven Strasburg hype from like, I think it was 2011, 2012. And what happened was it was, uh, the I think it's Superfractor sold for six figures. And I was literally like, I went up to my dad, I go, dad, baseball cards are for this much money. Like, what is our, what is our country? And he goes, well, I actually collected back in the day. And I was like, oh, cool, no way. And I've always been, like, a really nostalgic person. Um, So I always thought, I found the idea of cards cool because I thought it was, I thought of it as people collectively, like, being aware of history as it was happening and wanting a piece of history as it was happening. And then if they were right about it, it was just, an unforgettable collectible that could be passed down. So then on my 13th birthday, my dad gave me all of his old baseball cards. He got it out of like the storage compartment or wherever he had it. And it was all nineties junk wax. Um, So he was like, just do, do whatever you want with it. I don't want it. It's all probably worthless. So I actually went through the whole like discovery. Oh wait, not everything's actually a gold mine. And then like, the whole like siphoning off of all that in like a really abbreviated period of time. So, what ended up happening is I sold a couple of the packs of cards to my buddies for like 25 cents a pack, and I got like 50 or 60 dollars from like the 30 boxes of cards that I had. Um, and then I'm fortunate enough that there's a really good local card show that runs about every three weeks up here. So, then I took that money and I went to that card show and I bought the one rookie card I wanted to get. And then I actually graded one of my dad's old cards as a Mike Schmidt rookie card. And then just using that like fifty bucks and then the Mike the money from the Mike Schmidt card after I got started collecting. So how did you jump from baseball to or yeah, baseball to basketball then? So basically the baseball was it was what I had. Right. Uh, and then once I got to the show too, I I kinda know basketball better. And then I was looking at – I read a lot of Cardboard Connection. I don't know if they're actually still a site because they don't really update stuff anymore. But um, I was reading about just like their how-to guides to how to collect. And baseball was just way over my head. It still is. Um, The whole prospecting didn't really appeal to me at all because I kind of liked the the immediacy of like football and basketball. And then I kind of branched out into football a little bit. Then I – my big PC was Ryan Tannehill because the one card I kept from my dad's collection was his Dan Marino rookie card so I was like let's collect the dolphins quarterback and then that was not too kind to me so I've since then I've kind of stayed in my lane and done mostly basketball nice the
0: the nostalgia thing is the thing that I uh I can relate to the most of what you said, like I think that's what gets a lot of people in.' It's like for me, I collected back in the in the late '90s when I was a kid, and then the thing that got me back was like, oh, I remember having these pieces of history, right, and I remember you know seeing Penny Hardaway on commercials, and I remember the shoes, and I remember you know yep. holding the cardboard actually and like feeling the cardboard that, that's a big part of what gets people back. so that's yeah. an awesome story to hear. Um, all right, so now today, what do you collect?
1: primarily basketball. Um, I don't, so my card budget is kind of self-sufficient. Um, at this point I don't really like to dip into any of like my actual savings, especially with college on the horizon. Um, so I, I do flip, I do try to flip a lot, uh, relatively speaking, especially compared to like, I know you had Adam on earlier and I know he sells a lot, but to me, he's like a true collector that uses disposable income towards that. Um, but like as for what I actually collect, I'm a big Celtics fan, so I have a lot of Celtics players. Um, I was lucky enough to get into Jalen Brown before he was cool. So I, actually, I have a pretty good stats of Jalen Brown stuff. And then I was buying Tatum at good prices this year before he kind of exploded. Um, so a lot of Celtics stuff I just kind of sit on. And then I collect one subset. Um, and that kind of scratches the itch of like let's look on eBay to see if anything popped up or yeah. like you know those are the cards I'll overpay for because they pop up so infrequently um, I don't want to get poached on that so I'm, I might show you at the end so you can cut it out because um, it in my opinion is one of the best subsets that's been released recently but um, I don't want to get like I know Tristan used to just buy stuff and then just list it on his eBay account for like Five hundred OBO, and I was like, "Well, we'll sh- shoot." So,
0: well, I'll show can, you if we can find a way to actually help you towards that goal instead of hurting you. We, we'll, we'll find a way, but you don't have to reveal it.
1: <laughs> well, it's reaching that point where it's like there are so few cards that I actually need that yeah. I've, I've been, I've been considering coming out, like coming out, so to speak, with uh like what it actually is, um, but I'm. I'm not quite there because there are a couple of gimmies that are just out there, and I don't want to pay the price. Like they're twenty dollars cars, and I don't want to pay forty bucks for them. So I'm just kind of waiting. So, what is so this, I
0: don't... does this set help you with your or hit on like your collecting part? Like a lot of pe- a lot of guys are in this just to like sort of hoard and collect. Does this scratch
1: that itch for you? Yeah, absolutely. Like that's I've I think I've been collecting it now for three or four years, so it, it's really fun. Cause especially now, since it's not really a recent release, it's very, um, it's kind of exciting just to see it pop up and like, those are the auctions, like I'll go all out on those auctions and I'll be like, okay, well Mm -hmm. this is, you know, like, you you know, that like one card you usually have to have, but then like two months later you're like, well, I could sell this or, you know, I could trade this away. Um, that set is my version of like those cards. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a. It's a very I think of it as like a very disciplined way to get to get that uh that need kind of met, but then there's no like a, there's no like six months later, oh, I really regret that because yeah. it's still oh the set and the set's badass, so sure <laughs> so I want to hear you talk about
0: flipping a little bit more. Are you flipping out of necessity in order to grow your collection or do you actually enjoy flipping like the process of it? and the kind of the, the drive towards that next flip.
1: Yeah. Um, probably necessity. I would classify it as, um, I do use this as like passive income, um, like passive income as sure. for like an 18 year old. Um, but I kind of look at it as to me, I was explaining this to somebody cause a lot of people get out of this when they go to college and Somebody was like, "Oh, are you gonna try to keep that up when you're you're off at school? Like, that doesn't seem very practical." And to me, collecting is a way for me to follow my favorite sport really intensely. And like, I write for a Celtics website, and like, I keep up with the Celtics, and I just I know the salary cap really well. And like, I'm 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 not a casual NBA fan. I'm a very like intense NBA fan. Um, so for me, the fun in it is really in, in flipping the fun is not like, Oh, I made $20. Cause I know people like that where it's like, they'll buy a card and they'll be like, Hey, I'll sell this to you for $5 more because sure. that's all I need to do. Like, that's actually how I get some of my stuff. Cause there's a lot of local guys that are, well, I just bought this Tatum for a hundred, but I'll give it to you for one ten. And I'm like, sure. I'll, I'll buy that and I'll keep it because it's a cool card. Um, but I don't really do that. I kind of like, I do it so I can follow players and teams. Yeah. Uh, so my strategy is very luck based. I got very lucky this year. I hit on Jalen Brown. Um, I hit on Tatum before he kind of exploded. So like the non-essential cards that like, I know I could buy back again. Like I've been able to make some money off of those. Um, I'm, I'm running a blank on some of the players that I, but like this year I really did well. Um, with the the players I was kind of invested in, yeah. and that's I think it's exciting because you can really your your collection really takes a big jump uh when you're right about something like that sure but then my strategy is always too because like I'm also a collector like I, I I spend way too often where I'm like yeah it's an okay deal but like I like it so I'll just buy it like there's some cards I've held for like five years and I'm just like. I really didn't need this, but I like it. And I'm not going to make money on it, but I like it. So my strategy is always like the way I look at collecting and even flipping, it is I like this player. I like following this player. Even if he doesn't pan out this year or next year, I would be comfortable holding the card. Yeah. So like that happened with Isaiah Thomas last year where – I had a couple Isaiah Thomas cards. I was like, I like following him. He's my team's all NBA point guard. And he didn't work out and his prices have tanked. But I'm happy I spent twenty bucks on a rookie autograph because I just have it. And yeah. I had some great memories watching Isaiah Thomas play basketball. So like that that's always been my my thing has always been I'm comfortable flipping, but I'm also comfortable holding anything I buy. Dang. So I'm not like I'm not like one of those guys that's like need to make that next five bucks i need to make that next 10 bucks like it's very much kind of i look at it as a hybrid where i can keep the hobby self-sufficient and i don't have to like eat into my college funds but i can also continually upgrade my collection and have fun sure.
0: man i think that's like a, a, the perfect way to approach it honestly like i think that's how everyone should be doing it so i really like to hear that Thanks. um before i get into sort of my Questions dedicated tor- towards you. Do you want to show off a couple cards? Do you have something?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Um, I have a stack. I'm nice. just trying to figure out where my stack stuff is. Um, so your, smile my f- just, your smile just perked up for the card showing part. <laughs> <laughs> I love these cards. So, uh, like, there are a couple cards. Like, when I say I don't collect, I do collect, and there are cards I'm just going to hold forever. Yeah. Case one, Jeremy Lynn. Because I play basketball. Like, I was a varsity player on, like, a really good, um, we were, like, we went to the Final Four in the state when I was a a sophomore. So, like, I'm, I'm, like, a very competitive basketball player, but I'm also 5'7", 5'8". So I get a lot of the, like, um, Jeremy Lin was a big inspiration because he kind of taught me how to school. School a bunch of tall, athletic guys. My go-to when I was playing, I would actually be, like, Especially like when you were playing those inner city teams, I'd go like a black kid would be guarding me and he'd try to talk smack. And then I'd like blow by him and I'd go, you can't even guard the Asian kid. Why are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Jeremy Lin, big inspiration. This is the one card I'll probably never ever sell. This is your dad's? Uh, Yeah, this is my dad's Dan Marino card. That was what got him into collecting. That's awesome. Um, I was I was actually thinking of grading it, but I I think I just want to keep it keep it the way it is. Does he? Does your dad like that you kept that card? Yeah, I mean he's not super nostalgic like I am, mm. uh, but I like the I like collecting as a link between people because I've had I have a lot of great friendships just from collecting. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and then this is an Isaiah Thomas. I was actually at this game, which is why I bought it. I way overpaid for it. But it was one of those Panini instant, like he dropped 53 on the Wizards. And it was just that was a really cool memory because I was there with my dad for that too. Nice. And then uh, I guess I'll just show off one. I have one Jalen Brown card that I really like. And it's my only autograph I still have of him. I kept all the prisms, but I sold all the autographs. But I really like this one. And I don't know why. I think it's just because it's on card and it's not two thousand dollars like some of the other on-card autographs he's got sure Uh um but i just like the look i'm actually trying to get a tatum to go with it do you like tatum or brown better you know um i didn't see it with tatum until like i saw him play um because i was just like oh another tall kind of pudgy looking skinny guy (laughs) like you know what i mean yeah but then you see you see him in person and his footwork is just amazing um, I think Tatum's going to be the better player. Okay. But I also think Brown's going to be an All Star because he just he works like crazy. Like I don't know if you got I don't know. Are you a Cleveland fan or just like you collect LeBron? No,
0: I'm like a self proclaimed LeBron lover, and I don't oh, I- really care for any of the teams he plays for. Oh, okay. And I I've been, I like usually get flack for that, like, oh, you just root for whatever team he's on, and I, I sort of just, like, roll with it. Like, yeah, I, I, I do, actually. Yeah. so
1: Yeah. um So I think Tatum's going to be, like, all-NBA. I think Brown's going to be multiple all-star. But, like, I follow the Celtics way too closely. Uh, like, J- Jalen was just working out with Tracy McGrady the other day, and it's like, he just kind of gets it. Yeah. Like, he gets, like, you have to put in the work. Yep. And he was... I collected him because he was on the Celtics. I didn't collect him because I thought he was good. Because his rookie year he was awful, and then this year it comes back. His handles way tighter. His shots—he's just knocked down. Yep. And just—he's so darn athletic. That's the only reason I collected him. Because like, you know, with some rookies like you see the flashes. Yeah. Like Jalen showed the flashes <clears> where like you just go down the lane and dunk it over somebody. Yep. Um. And then Tatum has those, but like with actual skills, like his handle's ridiculous, and then he just shoots over people. Yep. Um. So I think when Kyrie leaves and Hayward leaves and they're in their mid-20s, I think they're just going to run the league. Um. But I, I like Jalen as a collector because I think Tatum's a little... Tatum kind of priced himself out of my price range with uh, the whole like LeBron thinks he's going to be the next big thing and everything.
0: Well, he'll dip down. Like We talked about this with Adam. He, he's staying away from Donovan Mitchell. Those guys will both dip a little bit. Yeah. You know, unless they become, like, all NBA this year, which, you know, is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I actually like both of those guys a lot, too. The reason I like them, sort of a, like, LeBron lover perspective, like, those two both uh, go at LeBron pretty hard, which I like yeah, to see. Yep. The, those are the guys that, like, the guys that aren't afraid of LeBron and just go at him and score on him and D him up. Those are the guys that yep. end up turning out to be good
1: players. Yeah, they both kind of have that, like, instinct. Like, yeah. they're not... They're not like a DeRozan or anything that's just going to wilter in the playoffs. Like they both, they both get it. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited to watch them play. I hope Danny H doesn't trade any of them. Because... I don't think I don't think he will. Man, he's been like avoiding it <laughs> like crazy.
0: All right, let's jump into your questions that I have for you. So I want to hit on your age for a second because I'm, I'm probably not going to have too many too many guys your age on, and I think it's awesome just how like into it you are already. So what is the collecting landscape? Look like for
1: someone for a younger person, oh jeez, um believe it or not, and i I feel really old saying this. It's not the same now as it was when I got started um, <laughs> i was I was very lucky in that I started Instagram when Instagram was kind of new in general, not just for like collecting like it was just a new social media platform yeah um so when I started like a card page it was very, like, nobody knew what the heck was going on. Like, everybody was, like, 12 or 13 or 10. And it was literally like, okay, well, I'll send you $20 in a plain white envelope, and then you send me this. And, like, I remember that was back when you had to pay for tracking with a first-class package. So, it would literally, like, we would haggle over, like, $2 to get tracking numbers for, for these cards. Like, that was the amount of trust we all had with each other. Um, which I actually, I think it helps because you can, like, I think deciphering whether people are honest over the, over online is a very real skill. Yeah. Like, I, I actually think it's something you can learn and pick up. And, um, I was very fortunate that I didn't really run into anybody dishonest until kind of later on when I could kind of call it out and pick it up. And I think I only got officially scammed once for like $20. Hmm. And that was just it was a kid I dealt with before and I don't even know where he is now. I think he just went off the deep end. But I literally sent the twenty bucks just for a Rudy Gay autograph and he never sent it. So what are you gonna do? Um right now the landscape's kinda weird because especially with the younger kids that are coming in now, like what happened for kids who are like eighteen, nineteen, twenty right now is they came in and they all kind of learned together on the same platform, which I think is very unique and I don't think it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all kind of learned together. So we all went from like, oh, well, it sold on eBay for $20, so I'll give you 25 And like we all progressively went to like, well, no, this was eBay prices, but there are fees and like we all got PayPal and all of that. What's happening now is like for the younger kids that are coming in, it's already kind of – I don't want to say cutthroat, but it's already, like, the path is well-worn already. So there's a lot of, like, big Instagram players now, like, um, like card collector two, like, Kentucky basketball cards. Like, I remember when Ryan and Jimmy, like, first started, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, these older guys are, like, getting into Instagram, and now, like, they run the place. Right. Um. So I think it's very interesting because there's already this established, like, hierarchy of collectors and I think younger kids that get into it now are a lot more industrious than kids um, like in my generation were. In that it's kind of sink or swim because it's really easy to lose a ton of money on razzes or which I don't do. I don't I don't really like razzes actually. But like with group breaks and razzes and everything, kids have to be a lot smarter a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely more as the platform has grown. There's a lot more people that are looking to exploit um so i think they have to be a lot more careful than i i had to be when i was younger
0: yeah
1: um but it's still a very it's at its best it's a wonderful community and it's very engaging just because it's you post pictures of cards and you get comments and that's literally it right so i think i think it's a great way to start out um might not be the best way to like make a ton of moves unless you're one of the big guys but definitely a great community there was a thread that
0: started and someone was asking like, what if there was a, there should be like a LinkedIn for card collectors. Like, so you, like yeah, a date it, you saw that thread. Yeah. And I had posted like, I like, guys, Instagram, just go on Instagram. Yeah. And I think the people, the thing that scared people away from Instagram was like sort of the like, uh, noise of Instagram with everyone's like food posts and their families and stuff. But Instagram yeah. is cool because you can literally make a, an account for your cards like you've done. And only follow people that have cards, and your feed is like 99% cards.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's Um, awesome. And honestly, a lot of the scammers have kind of been weeded out too. Like that was actually a big issue because we were – a lot of kids were really naive. And like there were literally pages just like, no, he will scam you. And then people would keep sending the person like money orders, and it was like stop. So like it's it's a much cleaner environment than it used to be because there used to be a lot of noise about – Oh, well Instagram's not really legit cuz there's no way to like check and people send cash and it's just it's a mess. But now it's very organized and it's it's good. Sure. Um, what do you think about the future
0: of the hobby, especially in terms of the current younger generation coming in and sustaining
1: the the hobby in the future? Yeah. Um, bright. Not probably not as in the ideal way in my ideal way at least. Um, because kids are just so darn industrious now honestly like it's very I I, I kind of I don't set up at shows but I have a lot of buddies at shows so I just kind of I'll grab a seat and like they'll let me put a two row out or something and I remember there was a little kid that was coming around he's like do you have any football cards and like my friend was selling him like some inserts for a dollar and I gave him like a I gave him a little like I think it was a Victor Cruz autograph for like free for literally for free and I'm like hey buddy like have this card, you're a Giants fan, whatever. He's like, wow, cool. And then his friend goes, you can get like $5 for that. And he went <laughs> and sold it to somebody. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know? Um, So there's a lot of that now, especially, because it's a lot of like, kids are aspiring to be big players. And also, big players give the best prices because they're not like, oh, check Beckett. Um, So it's kind of like, we're growing up. There's and there's like Walmart, the Walmart of card vendors, and then there's like the Amazon of card vendors, and Amazon's kind of winning out for better or for worse. Right. Uh, but I, I'm very optimistic about the future of the hobby because the guys that, especially the ones that I've kind of like grown up with, so to speak, like they're very they're very dedicated, and it's kind of similar to me. It's become a part of their sports fandom in general, yeah. and not just like a Oh, I do this, or like, oh, I collect. Um, it's beca- it's become a part of like, oh, I root for the Browns, so I'm gonna like load up on Deshaun Kaiser, or like, I'm a Cardinals fan, so like they just traded for AP, I'm gonna grab an AP card. Um, so I think it's good because it's the guys who are in it now are like in it, because it's not really a cool thing to do either anymore. Like, there's no like baseball card nostalgia whipping up the uh, whipping up the nation. Um, I remember. One of my – my uh, my ex-girlfriend, I remember the first time I told her I collected cards, she was like, ha, loser. <laughs> I was like, well. Um, but yeah, so like I think it's good because the people who are in it are in it like for the love of it. But there's also – there's no mistakes to be made. There's no like, oh, buy these and you'll be a millionaire. Like they're very much in it because like either they're sports fans or they're very realistic about it. Sure. uh." So I think it's a lot – I think what's happening now and what's building now is a lot more sustainable than in years past even if it's a lot less people. So there's less
0: – the kids today aren't getting into it to like invest and be millionaires. They're in it for
1: other reasons, more authentic reasons. Yeah, and I think what happens too is like as a result of that, like guys your age especially are very You – we're just straight – everybody's straight up with each other. It's like, well, listen, I'm not going to price gouge you but I also like – you know, people are very comfortable discussing, like, "Hey, I I bought it for this. Can I make a little bit of money?" Or sure. like, "Hey, you're a collector. I'll give it to you for what I bought it for." Something like that. Right. So I think learning from people like you and like people that are just they don't like hide behind Beckett values or like try to rip people off. Yep. There's a very um. There's kind of a a standard. Yeah. Like there's a there's a price standard and a very um. I just think it's more sustainable,
0: like cool. I was saying.
1: Other, um, and other, I go ahead. Oh, uh, Because um, a lot of guys, like especially locally, like some of the younger guys, they're very upfront. They're like, I'm trying to make a profit. But they go, but this isn't my job. I just make a couple thousand dollars, like, and then it goes right back in. So learning from those guys and seeing, like, oh, I don't have to make a million dollars or make 200% on a card. I can make 20 bucks and everybody's happy. Like... It's creating a very good like economy right. of cards I think the other thing with like the younger generation
0: and the way cards are evolving there's so much information that like I, before I even talk to you I know what your PC is by looking at your Instagram I know generally what you paid I could probably even look up a lot of the cards you bought on eBay or I can look at like I could yeah. talk with other collectors it's a very like connected network now and everyone knows pretty much everything at this point yeah like, like it's very could, transparent we could just rattle off players in the league and be like oh this guy this guy this guy collects him you know he's missing this piece so if i see it i'll i'll hit him up and you know see if he needs it for his pc there's not a lot of um there's not as much like yeah gouging or not as much of that because everyone just knows what everyone has and what they need
1: yeah yeah you can't really hide anymore it's like you're either a good person and you're honest or it's like you know you get found out real quick yeah So so i like that sometimes i get a little
0: worried about the future Based on Panini's strategy, um, I generally like what they do. I like that they have a lot of diverse sets. I like that they have a lot of low end. They have some high end. You know, they have the, the Prism craze. I'm just a little worried about the the overprinting and also the like too many colors in the rainbow. I feel like eventually people are going to get worn out from that. That's yeah. my that's one of my main concerns. But well, how do you feel about that? It's
1: funny actually. Um, I think Prism colors are undervalued right now. Like the non silvers you mean? Yeah. Because everybody's so caught up in the silvers and it's like Um like the, the blue waves from a couple years ago. They're like out of ninety nine. And blue waves are selling for less than silvers. And, and they're, way, they're much, way lower print. They're much more scarce. Yeah. And it's like people go, I, I actually saw a thread on Blowout where somebody was arguing, they go, Well, why doesn't um I don't even remember what it was, but somebody said, well, why do LeBron tops Chrome Refractors sell for more than LeBron Pristine Color? Because everybody loves silver. It's iconic. And I was reading it. I'm like, no, it's because tops Pristine was a joke and tops really? Chrome was hard to own. Sure. Like LeBron X-Fractors and LeBron Black serial numbered cards consistently sell for more than the, the Refractors, even... Yep back then when it was actually short printed yep so i don't people are really picking up on that now um so i kind of just dumped my long-term strategy on this podcast but that's all right i'll find other ways. The, the only downside to
0: that strategy i'll just give my opinion to that is that back then it was just black x-fractor gold and silver so yeah. those are all like those are all ones that look appealing when you get into like the orange and you get like starburst and those kind of weird colors like the ones yeah. that look good will be the ones that surface at the end. So, like if you're if you That's think true. the blue waves, if they look better, you know that could take off. And the golds are always going to be sought after. I think what's yeah. going like the purples and like the oranges; yeah, just, those are the ones
1: that are going to fizzle. I get that. Yeah, the blues from this year are really ugly. Like I thought I, I thought I pulled a black 101 because I was like, oh look, like dark gray, and it was it was like no, it's out of 199. It's supposed to be blue. So, yeah, I get that. Like, I'm I'm very much a – I love the aesthetics of cards still. Like, actually, my favorite – I'm actually thinking of doing another set where I, I want to do the prestige autograph set because, like, the full color, like, just photography is beautiful. Because, like, that was my favorite – that's actually what got me into cards is, like, I would flip the card over and I'd yep. read the stats and I'd read a little write-up and I'd see a cool picture on the front. And, yep. like, I miss that. And the only sets that have that are, like, the cheap – like nba hoops or like prestige yep and it's like who doesn't want a rookie card with action photography like full you know like people paid like three dollars a pack for this in the 90s for like stadium club and like paninis giving them away yeah like totally i don't understand that like i might have one here like no i think i left it i think i left it uh in my other box But I just, I don't get how Prestige is not a bigger set than it is. Like, I get it stickers, but, like, an action shot of Tatum, like, Tatum's Prestige, like, bonus shots autograph is him doing a finger roll over LeBron. Yeah. And I'm like, how would nobody want to own this card? Like, I got mine for, like, 80 bucks. Yeah. And... I just don't understand it. Because I would put a
0: massive premium on the photography at this point. The photography and the on card autos to me like those are the ones long term that are gonna hold because everything else is sticker and then in a um you know, a studio taking pictures of
1: guys holding balls yeah. and stuff. It's like, yes, he can yeah. do a triple threat. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um let's see. Um You've hit on a little bit, but how do you what's like your budgeting in terms of collecting? How do you stay on budget? Because you you mentioned you don't want to tap into your college savings. So how do you how do you stay disciplined in that and what does that look like week to week? Um
1: What happens week to week is I go through periods of like buying a lot and then not buying it all. Like I was actually I keep an Excel file of all the cards I buy just so I can keep track and um of just my month to month spending. And I was looking back in my PayPal account and i was like well i bought like 30 cards in april and then two in may 10 in june and i've bought like three in july Hmm. so it's like i i very much you have to be very disciplined about it because i'm sure you know the i I think everybody that's gonna watch this knows the feeling where it's like i haven't bought a card in a while i need something yeah, and it's like, it's really tempting when, like, Spectra comes out and it's like, wow, the new, like, Jason Tatum card. And it's like, but it's Spectra and it's really ugly and it's neon purple. Um, <laughs> not to hate on Spectra, I actually, I don't mind those cards, actually. Um, but, like, you know the feeling yep. where it's, oh, shoot, like, I wish I had a new card. But then it's like, well, no, like, you're not dipping into that savings account. I've, I think I've only dipped into my savings account a couple times or my checking account a couple of times where it was like, okay, like I could either very clearly make money on this or this is just a once in a lifetime card and I know my next paychecks coming in from my actual job. Yep. So, you know, I, I always put it right back. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's really weird, especially only collecting one sport because off season is kind of slow. Um, but then in season, it's like you gotta, you gotta make it happen and be on the ball. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I like to think of the hobby as pretty self-sufficient because I just, it's not something I can spend hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars on right now. Sure. Um. One thing just... I always like
0: to tell younger collectors, even I've only been in the hobby for a couple of years, but yep. I'm an old, I'm an older, you know, I've, I know what's gonna, I can kind of see what's gonna happen for you, like you're a super sharp kid and i think you've got a super bright future like you're budgeting you're doing all this great stuff you're collecting for the right reasons i'm really not worried about any of that so my advice would be to um keep on the same path like don't feel like you need to reach and spend a ton of money because like you have so much time ahead of you that eventually you're gonna get everything you ever wanted really
1: yeah there's not gonna be some
0: like there's not gonna be like a $20,000 card that pops up tomorrow that you have to have that you're never going to get, like you'll always
1: have time on your side. Yeah. And it's weird because I kind of see that now too because it's like, I went from, there's a very clear like point where you go from having a lot of like $5 cards to having a lot of like $30 cards. Yep. And it's very like, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever be comfortable to the point where I'm dealing in like the thousands or like the high hundreds. Like I get, I, I was telling you earlier before we started, like I get actually uncomfortable about holding like a card that's worth more than like two or $300 for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm very content with where I'm at right now. And then hopefully it'll continue up, but I don't know if I'll ever be like, I have this $20,000 RPA. Does anybody want to buy it? I'm laughing because
0: last year I said I was buying about $30 to $50 cards and I was pretty happy sustaining at that level. And then it just got to a point where like I just had more disposable income and I just had the opportunity to to move up. And then now it's like you just sort of like raise your floor.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So now it's like
0: $30 card. What the heck? Like what is that? But uh, you were mentioning like you you go through these periods where you're not buying a lot. So what I'll do at that time is um, I'll just buy like – I was telling you before, I buy some Todd Gurley stuff, some football. Yep. So yep. I'll just buy like a $10 gold prism Todd Gurley just to like scratch the itch of getting the mail, ripping it open, checking out the yep. card, you know, getting it in the sleeves and stuff. Yep. Um while I'm holding over for that next huge card.
1: I have a weird thing where I I um I have to feel all the patches on cards that I buy. Oh yeah, totally. So I'm like, you know what? I bought this because it's a game-used jersey. Like I have to touch the game-used jersey. Sure. So that's kind of a thing I do. And it works out cuz I scan all my cards in uh in a mag. Like I I do the whole like yep. Um what's it called? The Microsoft app where it's like not photo it's scanner. Like a picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. um it's a great app. I actually want to give it a shout out because it's made my life so much easier. Yep. Office Lens. I I office Lens everything in mags. So I take them out of the top, we will just put them in a mag and then yep. put them back. So it works out so I don't have to like unnecessarily like I need to touch the jersey. <laughs> Like, there's a designated time for that. It's good. The thing that got me really into collecting was when I bought
0: my avatar on Blowout is the uh, Hardaway 97-98 game jersey. And when I got that card, I was kind of... I wasn't a big fan of jersey cards just because, like, they're just so... They're not not as exciting today. They're just, you know, every card has a patch in it. But when I got that card, I was like, wow, this patch is, like... I feel like it's so old, you know? It's like... And it's this tiny, thin patch... On the super old card, it just really got me, like, moving into collecting more, and that's why I made it my avatar, because it was sort of like the gateway into, like, the bigger cards.
1: Yeah. Alright, do you want to talk about National? You're going to National, right? I am, yeah. Are you excited? Yes, I'm actually, I think I'm working for somebody at National, so that'll be interesting. Okay. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about at National? Any quick... Have you ever been? No, I haven't.
0: This is my first year. I'm super excited.
1: It's awesome. I went to what was apparently the worst national in 30 years in Atlantic City like two years ago, okay. and it was amazing. <laughs> um, that's I, actually that's probably the reason that my collection's where it's at right now is because I actually that's how I got on blowout, believe it or not. Um, I met I don't know if you've ever talked to BDRR. No, great guy. Shout out Zach. He probably hates that I'm doing this, but <laughs> Zach's a great guy. He's been in the hobby for, like, 10 or 15 years. And he's just so he's so great to talk hoops with. Um, So he and I talk a lot about, like, he kind of does the same thing as I do, but he's a Lakers fan. So it's good because he sees the Western Conference more than I do and then oh, yeah. vice versa. So we'll, like, shoot ideas off of each other. And I'll be like, hey, like, because at a certain point you're in the market for so long, you're like, well, you probably want to wait two months and then it'll dip down. Like, he's given me a lot of, like, those pointers where it's like, he slaps me on the wrist a lot when I'm like, do you think I should buy this? I think, I think they'll go up. And he goes, no. It's the 30th release. Nobody ever buys this set. And he's not that good. He's just a rookie. Yeah. And it's like, so that, that helped a lot. And then he was like, you should get on Blowout. And he, you know, when Houdini was like, why is this 14-year-old trying to get on our website? He's like, no, I met the kid. He's nice. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Like, you know, let him through. Nice. Cause it's I I waited in moderation for like two weeks and I actually I wrote a second PM where I was like I'm actually serious about this I'm not like some guys I'm not like a PBM and like trying to scam people, <laughs> um, but yeah no the Nationals awesome because it's literally do you go to card shows? Nope. No, so it's literally like a twenty thousand square foot room with all card tables. Yeah, and it's like. The front is kind of weird cuz it's all the corporate stuff. It's like PSA, like blowout, uh Panini. Yeah, Panini Tops, Upper Deck, and then a lot of like old vintage like auction houses. Mhm. So I actually I like to start from the back and work my way forward. Okay. But it's just it's awesome because it's literally like you could go for a day and literally walk as far as you want for a day and you could wouldn't see everything. Um so I don't know how long you're going for but I like to spend the first like day and a half like walking around the room and getting a feel for the room sure um, mostly because I have a terrible sense of direction <laughs> but also because like I don't want to miss anything because it's like it's so easy just to stop at a dollar box for an hour and be like wow like these are great yeah. and it might be different for you since you player collect and like you might be looking for like a specific like insert or whatever Um, but for me it's like it's just so overwhelming and then it's just like I just hack away. Like I'll go down a row and yeah. then I'll like, uh, I kind of snake through like because if I don't like, if I don't, I'll be stuck somewhere forever. Right. And then it's like, Oh God, like I remember the, I missed, um, I missed a Chris Webber one-on-one by like this much. And I was like, shoot, if I didn't spend 20, 20 minutes looking through that $5 box at overpriced, like Jason kid cards, I would have had a Chris Webber 101 for like 200 bucks. Yeah, that's like shoot, but it all balances out too because there's there's so much there, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, but it's just it's amazing. Like it's actually amazing. I can't um, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whole ordeal. It, it was a whole ordeal in my family because um, I'm flying alone, and my my mom's like. So you're going with this strange man that owns a <laughs> card collecting company, huh? And I was like, yeah, he's a good – he's a friend. She goes, oh, interesting. <laughs> so like I had to like bring my dad to a card show and like they talked for like an hour. It was like, <laughs> but yeah, so I will actually – I'll have a dealer badger in my, around my neck and look very official when I'm there. But nice. I'll just be Joe walking around. Nice. Well, we'll have to meet up, dude. Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: This was great. I'm excited about national as well. I'll definitely try to hang out. With, I'm going to go, you know, try to hang out with everybody and we'll spend some time talking hoops. Sweet. Yeah. All you right, got to teach
1: me about 90s cars. That's kind of my weakness. So
0: I'm dude, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring as much as I can. I'm, I'm actually researching Amazon stuff for like bags of how to carry all this stuff. So I'm, yeah, me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm, if you find something, let me know.
1: Okay. Cause I was like, my backpack's more than two feet by a foot and a half crap. Right. So, it's yeah. Are you bringing a um? Are you bringing like a luggage bag, or are you just bringing a carry on and stuffing your clothes in? Uh, I'm going to bring a backpack, and try to get all my
0: cards in there, and then I'll do another carry on for Southwest because they'll let me do like a the
1: bag Smart. to hold, and then the, the bag for the up top for my clothes. Yeah. Southwest that sold out for me, so I got to go like Spirit Airlines or something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right,
0: man. I'll see you there. This was great. Thanks a lot. Uh. Yeah, I'm really excited for. I'm way more impressed than I thought I would be with the younger generation of collectors. I mean, this is that's crazy. You guys are, you guys are like ahead of a lot of us. So keep it up. There are some
1: shrewd bastards, though. I gotta tell you, there are some kids that are literally like, I've had kids come up to me. They're like, "Well, the lowest comp is this," and I'm trying to make money. So I'll give you eighty percent. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and and a lot of kids are like, "Well, you can." you can only make this much after fees. I'm like, I would rather sell it on eBay than to you. So goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some of that, but yes, it, it is impressive. People's capacity for like straightforwardness is very, uh... it's more than I
0: thought it was. But... Well, I was picturing like, Hey kid, here's some hoops cards for free. And they're like, what hoops? That's garbage. Like, where's
1: your, <laughs> where's your patch autos and stuff? It's like, what? Right. Yeah. We, we all learn the like, Oh, that's all worthless. Throw it away. Like, Oh yeah. Especially like at, the local card show I go to, it's a lot of guys that were collecting then. So they're like, Yeah, I use that as firewood. I can give you the <laughs> for the box. It's like, okay. I actually did that once. I had a bunch of like old hobby boxes that I was just keeping around for no reason. And I needed a I need money for a prom ticket for my prom date. So I, I sold them all for two bucks a box and he sold them for like four. That's <laughs> like, you know what? Good on you. That's capitalism right there. <laughs> but yep, great hobby. Alright man, great stories. Good chat. I'll uh, I'll see you at national.